everybody! Welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I'm getting tired of saying those words. Alright, my turn to do the intro. I, Brad, that blue, we are on some sort of take of trying to record this damn thing. So, hi! We're back together for the first time in what feels like many months, and the world hates us. So we're having a blast right now. So we've had some bad weather here in Canada. Really bad winds and a bit of snow. And I'm giving my internet provider the leeway of saying that that's the cause of why my internet has been dropping the fuck out every three seconds. I have done literally everything. I've disconnected everything from my computer, from my Wi-Fi, except for my computer, which is hooked up with an ethernet cable to my modem. I've unplugged my modem. I've restarted my modem. I've updated everything. I've run diagnostics. I've run speed tests. I've run... I can't do anything else. I'm dying here. So listen, have you tried turning it off and back on again? So many times. (laughs) Oh, everything is fine. Everything is awesome. Everything's cool when you're part of a team. It really is not. Not at all. And you know what? I feel like a lot of people were feeling just as frustrated as I am now when they were watching Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba Entertainment District because, oh my god, the cliffhangers. The fucking cliffhangers were the worst. You don't get to say anything because you weren't watching this week to week like that's true. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. Now, I guess, granted, it's easier for me considering I read the manga. Yeah. So I knew how it was going to happen. And honestly, I could guess Mm. how those cliffhangers were going to be. But oh my God, it was so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they really. Uh, they took it out on us. They took it out on us hard. They but, really did. Oh my god, the fucking animation. Oh. It, 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 oh, there's so much to talk about when it comes to Demon Slayer. Before we get into that, though, how you been? What you been up to? Uh, I've been good. Been spending way too much time on the RP server. The RP server has pretty much consumed my social life. Mm. Um, girlfriend is getting very slim of what's left of my social life. <laughs> After that, I went on vacation. I took a little weekend trip to the mountains with a girlfriend. That was fun. Yeah. So got got to do that. I finally got her to play Stardew Valley. Ooh. She's addicted. As expected. I've caused the problem. Or rather, that game caused a problem. I bought her the game, but then therefore subsequently game caused problems because, yeah, it's addicting. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. But it's so good. It's so good. That was also, I think, like the 12th or or, fuck, I can speak 13th time I've bought that game at this point. (laughs) But money well spent, considering I've caused another addiction. Also, a buddy of mine that's also my assistant manager at work, I talked him into buying it as well. So again, I've caused so many problems with that game, and it makes me so happy. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's been me. What about you? What have you been into? Uh, just homework, really. Um, I've uh, I've actually been in the school for a class. I made a a stick, a push stick. What? <laughs> yeah. Excuse so me. I'm taking a class um, this semester that is like, I guess, intro to sculpture is kind of the best way to describe it. And so I had to go and do like the whole like women's safety shit, you know, where you have to match the explosive corrosive destroying label to the d- cancer it can cause you know what i mean where the you know what i mean you know what i mean am i going crazy i i, I kind of get what you're talking well, you about you work in a paint shop i'm assuming same. you've probably you've probably done those kinds of safety trainings 
Uh, so on the note of training, that's pretty much what I've done all fucking week because our DM mm-hmm. came to visit and he was like, all right, y'all got so much training to do. I'm not going to lie. I haven't done the first bit of training since I started with this company that I'm with and I've been with them over eight months now. Nice. So my backlog of training that needed to get done was that. So I've today while I was working is whenever I went over the like quote unquote chemical safety training. So I was looking at all the pictograms and it's like, oh, what's this? What's this? Mm. And some of the questions that they asked is some of the stupidest things I have ever seen. Hold up. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to send this to you because, again, this is the most pure chaos of a question I've ever seen. Now, granted, this is edited because I took off the two answers that you obviously know could be correct. But no, I went and saved the one that is the only correct answer for me. And there you go. (laughs) What should you do? What should you avoid while lifting or holding a heavy load? Profanity. Profanity. (laughs) Which is basically my entire vocabulary. What's your profanity? You know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah, so I kind of get what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I had to do all of that training um, and then went into the uh, workshop studio Mm -hmm. at the school. And I got to use a saw, bandsaw. I was like, can't remember the name of it. I got to use a bandsaw. And a drill press and, like, two different sanders. And it was fun. I made a push stick. So it's, like, a stick that you use to push things to a saw when you can't get close. Like, they're too small. You can't get your hands close enough to be able to guide them. So you use a push stick to push it the last bit. Oh, one of those. I was like, did you make a broom? Is that what you made? (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, so I made a push stick, uh, which was fun. It was, like, uh, I haven't used a bandsaw or a drill press or anything like that since I was in, like, sixth grade um, Mm -hmm. when I took shop for one semester. So, yeah, I, I it's, it's been a while since I used one of those, and it was very scary, but then I got up there, and I did it very quickly, and it was fine. You know, it was I was freaking myself out, because I was like, oh my god, it's a big machine, I'm going to lose all my fingers, and then I was like, ah, oh, actually, this is really fine. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. Also, you want to see the ramen I had while I was on vacation? <laughs> sure. I'll post it on the Instagram, too. That way, you Ooh. know, I can leave this bit in, because the editing's going to be ramen? fun. Since we're back. Yes. And pork broth. That's honestly the most delicious ramen broth I've ever had. Nice. This is also the first time I've been to a restaurant that gives you chili oil with your ramen. Ooh. I've never had that before. Big fan of chili oil. Good and spicy. Mm. Girlfriend didn't much care for it, but it's my ramen. <laughs> she got sushi. That's on her. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been making... I have a lot of... Like, I got some udon noodles, so I've been having udon for a lot, oh, a, a lot recently. I want, I want udon. I love udon. I've also been watching a lot of My Hero, and thanks to Todoroki, I've been wanting to try cold soba. Mm, yeah, I've been really curious about soba as well. Yeah, it, I'm very intrigued by it, and especially the cold soba. Like yeah. for some reason, something about that just intrigues me. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm very uh, intrigued about it as well. There's a couple Japanese places. Here in Toronto, that seem to be fairly authentic. I, I mean, I'm saying this as someone who's never been to Japan, um, <laughs> so I, I'm hoping that I get to experience those when um, everything clears up more. We do have like it's, we're kind of back to normal here in Toronto, but like also, 
because I'm going to school and I have cl- like I'm trying to limit myself from being around people as much as possible because like if I were to get infected, there would potentially be a lot of people that I could spread it to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, I one of those things when when the world goes back to normal, uh, I would like to I'd like to try cold sober. Yeah, for sure. Where the how how are we over halfway done with February? What the fuck? I know, I know. I'm I'm like uh yeah. It's uh mm-hmm. I have assignments. Back, I was gonna say you've been back in school what three weeks now? Yeah. Again, the fuck. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. God, where has life gone? All right, so to not risk angering the internet gods, shall we? Shall we get on with our topic for the week? Yeah, let's let's dive into this before uh, uh, everything dies again. <laughs> All right. So, as Blue previously stated, we are covering the second season of Demon Slayer, more specifically the Entertainment District arc. The Entertainment District arc ran from December tenth of 2021 to february 13th of 2022 for a total of 11 episodes the first and 11th episode are extended versions Mm -hmm. so the first episode i believe was like 44 minutes Mm -hmm. on crunchyroll and then the last episode was 33 minutes so nice nice extended little episodes Mm. And, of course, it was done by Ufotable. Ufotable has continued on with it. Same director, same shenanigans, the whole nine yards. Nothing has changed. But the animation, the animation has gotten so much better. Yeah, they've definitely had a budget increase, which is great to see. Um, And I I feel like they gave their entire fuck off outside of being (laughs) important right now. I'm talking about things that I love. I feel like they gave their entire animation studio cocaine. I yeah, I could see they that. They had to have. There's no way episode 10 like they didn't just give everyone coke. Yeah. I I have a feeling that they've been supplied copious amounts of donuts and coffee to get through this cuz the sugar and caffeine levels would need to be maximum. Uh- <laughs> Editor insert laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> uh- God, I wish I could afford to pay someone to edit this. <laughs> Okay, what do we get to? Right, okay, so yeah, it is continually, uh, all of Demon Slayer so far has been rated an R or a 17 plus, that is kind of consistent across the board and very fitting, uh, especially for this particular arc season, because not only are we dealing with the graphic violence and disturbing themes that we have previously, but we also have an added element of sex throughout this, so... I mean, it is a red light district, so exactly. what do you expect? But also, they upped the gore in this, they, too. They did. Uh, we get some My Hero Academia purple fingers. Oh, no. Why you gotta mention that? Oh, God. It was so gross. It was, And it was so long. They're in there for so long. But it's not only that. Like, we got to watch them break. Ugh, gross. I don't like, know if that's a spoiler. Could... I don't. If that is a spoiler, I'm sorry. I don't think it is, I mean, but... It's gross. We, we didn't spoil whose hand got broken unless you followed the Twitter, then I apologize because I've pretty much been liking every spoiler that I see. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. It gross. It's not It's not great. Um, still shonen, still demon historical. You know the jazz. We have a, uh opening theme, which is Zanko Yo Zanka, I think, by um, Amir. Amir? Uh, Amy, do you know? I pretty much go with um, Emir and Amir? then just roll with it, even though it's not technically correct. 
I don't care. This woman is like the Lisa of ballads in Japan. Yeah. So good. And she also did the ED. Yes. As well. Yeah, which is Asagakuru. And very much Food Wars vibes. I mean, so I'm glad I wasn't the only one that whenever I sent you that video, I watched it. And it's just the nostalgia immediately hit. Because as soon as she said Food Wars, I was like, okay, the OP I get. But the ED, I don't necessarily get. Because the only ED of Food Wars that stands out is the very first one. And I sent it to Blue. Mm. And it was just pure nostalgia all over again. Uh, They actually, they did do a Food Wars, right? Yeah. No, I'm not making it up. Food, yeah. I'm sorry, what? Did she... Did she do Food Wars? I'm feeling... Why am I feeling like... Because I just searched it. I just searched Amir and Food Wars, and several things have come up. I Because I know she's done title tracks to other shows. Like, I know she did After the Rain and whatnot. Mm, I don't know. Maybe not. Mm, I don't... I don't know. But either way, massive Food Wars vibes. Yeah, I definitely get it. Like, it even... Like, especially the OP, I get 100%. percent mm mm-hmm. Yeah. But that OP was so, so good. good. Both could... the OP and the ED. And I have the OP stuck in my head now. But... I've been listening to it pretty much nonstop. I need. I should send you the first take version. Like, you'll have a blast mm. with that. Mm. Well, they did a really smart thing of um, having a, a show go internationally viral, being in, obviously, the native language of the place that produces it. So they make the theme have a section of it that has no lyrics and is just mouth noises so that then everyone can sing along to at least some part of the OP. It's I've seen it done before in other shows. I don't know if it was intentional, but if it was intentional, very smart, because it means that you still get it stuck in the head of people that aren't native speakers. Love that. I mean, I, it's not necessarily the smartest of lyricism, but it's very clever for an international show. I mean, yeah, like anybody could just sing along with that and i'd love it i mean at this point i know the op by heart yeah yeah pretty much like i've been listening to it pretty much non-stop it is un oh it's so good she's so good yes it's very 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 good but aside from that we also have ratings and this is exciting this is it we're okay prepare i know this technically doesn't count because okay but we'll get into it so we have a 4.65 out of 5, or a 9.30 out of 10 on Anime Planet. We have an 8.92 out of 10 on My Enemy List, and a dropped rate of 0.68. Hell yeah. Yeah, so if this was a first season, we would have broken our dropped rate record, because our lowest drop rate for a first season is Jujutsu Kaisen. So... And that's at a 0.91. This being a 0.68 is obviously lower. However, we don't count second seasons in the first season rally, but I have a feeling that this could take our second season title. Yeah, so this would have taken the title for a lowest drop rate, but it is a second season, so we don't count it. Nope. Nope. Although, I mean, we should count it. I, I mean, it's it's very clear. I'm it's trying its to see. It's arc. I mean, I... What, uh, I count it. Second seasons are the really pale ones. Let's see. We have a re-zero second season. Is it a 1.68? Uh, Food Wars, the final plate, is it a 2.39? K-On! Season 2, is it a 3.95? Oh, Haikyuu nearly beat it at a 0.74. Yeah, this is the lowest second season drop rate. Yeah! Yay. Again, as it should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
how could it not be at this point? I mean, Demon Slayer has pretty much taken over the entire world. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make it very, very, very pale green. And that way we can know. Because I did bright green for the first season. If this, if I keep dropping out, would you hate recording the rest of the episode by yourself? Nah, I can totally do it on my own. It's fine. I can do it. Yeah, because I, I might just record a thing now of being like, I'm sorry, my internet dropped out halfway through. Brad's going to finish the episode. And thus, uh, I hope you enjoy Brad. <laughs> that started off as being a, a temporary run, and then it just went on from there as being the actual run. So, yeah, we're going to go. I mean, yeah, might as well. Yeah. Might as well. We'll use it. Yeah. We can we can fix it in we can fix it in pre right yeah, honestly yeah no my internet has been sucking this whole time literally dropped out so many times we were supposed to start recording at six we ended up recording at like seven because of technical issues 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 yeah yeah so if something continues to go awry like it continues to you're stuck with me whatever will you do all right and now here is my recorded after bit where I. Go through the episode, or our topic rather, episode by episode, just to give you a brief rundown of everything that kind of happens during the entertainment disregard. So due to Blue's technical difficulties that you would have heard about right before I inserted this after the fact, I'm going through and I'm going to do the quick little bit just to kind of give you a brief take and then you'll kind of hear our combined thoughts after the fact of whatever I managed to piece together because this episode was fun to try to get through. So bear with me as I try to get through this bit episode by episode and enjoy. Also, spoiler chicken hat warning going forward. So episode one was an extended one. We got a lot of new info. We got introduced to Tengen, our very, very dashing and handsome sound Hashira that is very flashy and cares about nothing but being flashy. The episode starts off at the end of Mugen Train, where you get a short little recap of what happened at the very end. Our boys go through their training arc. Tanjiro goes and meets... Rengoku's little brother and father, they meet. Tanjiro and Rengoku's dad have a fight. Tanjiro obviously wins with his patented headbutt. All is fun in the world. Tanjiro, on his way back from said meeting, gets chased around by Mr. Swordmaker Man, whose name I can't remember. All I know is this episode was brilliant. I laughed my ass off. It was great. It was a fun little episode getting reintroduced to characters and continuing on with that story now with episode two we get introduced to our boys going into the entertainment district arc and this is where the fun begins because our boys our main trio get sold off by uzui after he dresses them up in drag as girls and sells them off to the entertainment district houses where his wives went missing so our three boys are going to find his three wives. We get hilarious bits of Zenitsu being very pissed with Tengen over the fact that he has three wives and Zenitsu cannot even land a first date. And it's just fun little shenanigans of just kind of the beginning of investigations. Episode three, you get more investigation with getting to know more about the houses that they're in, how each of the different trio interact with their people tanjiro is very helpful with the people that he's around he is in fact so helpful that the owner of the house gets frustrated with him because she's like look you're too over eager like calm down like calm your tits this is not okay zenitsu is very he's still very pissed about tengen and he learns to play 
whatever the hell that instrument's called because his hearing is so attuned and you can literally see the electricity fly off of him because he's so pissed while he's playing. And he's keeping an ear out for everything. Inosuke, on the other hand, is getting the closest for his investigation so far with pretty much finding the room that Makio is hidden in. But when that episode ends, going into episode four, that's whenever you see Makio get pulled into the ceiling. And Inosuke is like, ooh, what's going on? All right, time to fight. And he comes busting through the house because he's chasing after the demon flying through the ceiling with Makio. And almost has the demon caught until a patron of said entertainment district house walks right in front of his fist to keep him from punching a hole through the wall and grabbing the demon that's escaping. So Zenitsu is, or not Zenitsu, Inosuke is pissed over that. And then Zenitsu finds out that the, I can't even think of the name, uh, Oiron of the house. I'm probably butchered the hell out of that. I've only seen this arc three times now. You're going to have to forgive me. Um... <laughs> so Zenitsu finds out that his the head lady of his house is actually a upper rank demon and she realizes that he's a demon slayer knocks him out and hides him and Tanjiro our best boy decides to leave the house because he has figured out that who he's looking for is no longer there so he's ready to get up and move on and then episode five is whenever shit kicks off because as Tanjiro is getting ready to leave, he, or after he leaves, he runs across Daki, who is our demon for this season, and they begin their fight, while Inosuke, oh, our little best boy, Inosuke, he manages to dislocate all of his joints, go underground like a worm, and find the cave where everyone is hidden. And that's episode five. Episode six, we get to see a full-fledged fight between Tanjiro and Daki. And boy, oh boy, is the animation on this extremely crisp. You get to see the blending of breathing styles between the sun-breathing, or Tanjiro's Hinokami Kagura, and water-breathing. And the effects on that are sweet. Getting to see him try to figure out how to do those, Tanjiro actually has a bit of growth in this episode where he forgets to breathe so he becomes extremely powerful and is kicking ass and as that's going on you get to see the underground fight between Inosuke and the obi that absorbs people which is like the little mid-waist belt thing that the upper rank docky is using so they're cutting people out Tengen shows up, slices up everything, all that fun stuff at the end of the episode. But that's also not how the episode ends. So the episode ends with Tanjiro after about to pass out and or die from not breathing while using all those breathing techniques collapses. And after he collapses, you get to see Nezuko break out and absolutely start kicking the shit out of Daki. You get to see Nezuko grow and become like a bigger, stronger demon version of herself. And that's where the episode ends. The episode ends with Nezuko literally putting her foot through Daki's back and chest by stepping on her. Episode 7 is a continuation of that bit where Nezuko continues to beat this shit out of Daki. And Tengen and our boys save the wives that are underground. They come up. The wives go to evacuate the people. Tengen, Inosuke, and Zenitsu take off after Tanjiro. Well, more or less, Tengen takes off after them. Inosuke and Zenitsu are way too slow. So they will show up next episode. 
Nezuko continues to beat the ever-loving shit out of Daki, so much so that she loses her more human side of her demon self. And yeah, she has to be stopped by Tanjiro. They get blown out of the building as Tengen shows up. And also, Tanjiro sings a little lullaby, puts Nezuko to sleep. It's real sweet. And Nezuko cries. Her voice actress, like the crying with this between Daki and Nezuko, were great. Like, it was brilliant. Anyway, whenever Tengen shows up to help Tanjiro with Inosuke, he actually cut off Daki's head at the same time. Oh shit, who would have thought? Anyway, Daki's head falls off. Tengen's like, ooh, something's right. She's not disappearing. What's happening? And as he continues to try to figure out what's going on, Daki screams out for her brother. Then, boom, ye, ye, fuck, I can speak. Yutaro appears out of her body and at the same time manages to slice Tengen at the same time. And then, boom, episode ends, going into episode eight. You have the continuation of that meeting with Yutaro. The episode opens with Zenitsu and Inosuke finally showing up to the party. Tanjiro goes to put Nezuko back in her box. They get back, and Yutaro and Uzui begin their fight. You get to see some cool blood sickle art using. You get to find out that the weakness with Daki and Gyutaro is you have to decapitate both of them at the same time. The fight gets little intense. Anosuke and Zenitsu go off to fight Daki. Tanjiro and Uzui fight Gyutaro. And that's pretty much the story of this episode. Episode 9. You get a really good depiction of our three main boys because Tanjiro gets separated from Uzui, so he goes off to fight Daki with the other two. You get a beautiful scene of our three boys using their breathing combinations much more in tandem. It's brilliant to see Zenitsu do the things that he does. And also Inosuke get his shining moment by cutting off Daki's head, because Daki has the ability to turn her neck into an obi, so it's not easily cut, but with Zenitsu's swords being jagged like they are, he literally saws her head off. And then he takes her head, starts running with it. But the unfortunate thing about that is that Gyutaro notices and, well, impales our boy. Supposedly right through the heart. But we'll get to that. Then after that happens, the building that Tanjiro and Zenitsu were fighting Daki on gets absolutely destroyed. Tanjiro gets knocked to the ground and Zenitsu gets buried under rubble. That's episode 9. Episode 10 is where you get the most beautiful, amazing, fantastic animation that I have ever seen in my entire life. Everything on this was animated beautifully. 10 out of 10. You get to see the episode opening with our boy Tanjiro being pretty much like dismantled by Gyutaro. Like Gyutaro is pretty much degrading him in front of Daki, is like just snaps his fingers with ease. But Tanjiro being wise that he is, throws a perfume bag at Gyutaro to hide the scent of the wisteria laden kunai that was by him, stabs Gyutaro in the leg, headbutts him, and then commences fighting again. Tengen shows up right as Tanjiro's about to be wrecked. And again, pretty much the last 13 minutes of this episode, you can't breathe. The fighting is intense. It's beautiful. It's great. Zenitsu uses his Godspeed thunder breathing and like explodes out of the rubble that he was buried under and tries to cut off Daki's head. Inosuke shows up with blood coming out of pretty much every orifice on his face to help try to finish off Daki as well. Tengen, you get to see like his sound breathing used 
to its utmost extent, trying to fend off Euthro while Tanjiro shows up with the Hinokami Kakura and goes to cut off Euthro's head. And in the process, Tanjiro gets stabbed under the chin. It's brutal. It's gross. You'll hear Blue and I talk more about that here in a little bit. And just, ew, ew, it was not good. It was not good to see. Very gross. But at the same time, Tanjiro manifests his Demon Slayer mark that you'll learn more about in Season 3. And boom, they cut off their heads. But wait, something's not right. What's not right, you say? Although both of their heads got cut off, Yuthro, with his dying last little bit, uses his flying blood sickles to explode out of his body and pretty much wreck the entire district. The scene fading out of that was very reminiscent of ReZero, with the way the Frozen ending of that one bit happened. It was really cool to see how they ended that episode. And then episode 11, you get another extended episode. You get to see the fallout of everything that happened in episode 10. Nezuko using her flaming blood like disintegrates the poison in all of our peeps. If you haven't seen the bits of this episode of Nezuko and Tengen's wives looking stupid, it's great. It's a fun time. You get the backstory of our two demons and it's very sad. Euphotable... And the writing for this team do a fantastic job of making us, they do a fantastic job of making us pity the demons that just got their heads decapitated. Like you genuinely feel bad for them and what happened to them in life. And it's very rarely done that way in anime. So it was fantastic to see it done that way. You get to see the demon slayer leader, master, whatever he is. Be extremely excited because that was the first time that an upper moon has been killed in over a century. And it was just fun all around. It was a good episode to end on and it leaves you excited for what's to come without a shadow of a doubt. And yeah, that's the episode by episode play. So back to me and Blue talking about our favorite bits from the season. I'm going to give this just because I feel like I need to put this in here. Either you can slot it in wherever you want. Hello again, it's me. I'm back. I'm going to be giving this... A, oh, like a freaking 9.5 out of 10. So good. And I lost Brad. Typically, he's left on a cliffhanger right now. He gets to listen to this in post. He, he's left on a cliffhanger. I bet he figured out what I was going to say. And then I dropped out and he never got to know what my score was. So this is going to be pure. I was going to say, I'm guessing you gave your rating. I did. Yeah. I'm it's like, I was like, this is going to be pure torture for you while I leave you on a cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> She's gone again. <laughs> And he's gone. Yeah, this is oh great. Oh my yeah. god, okay, this you're back? Is pure chaos. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this 9.5 so out of 10. She's gone. This is the second time she tried to give her scars. She's gone. I can still hear you. You can't hear me. This is great. Oh, I don't know why you can't hear me. This is the most head-ass shit I've ever dealt with. Yeah. Oh, you're back. I'm back. You're back. Hello, I can okay. hear you. I can hear you talking. You couldn't hear me. And she's gone again. Fuck. <laughs> so here's what I don't understand. All right, she's apparently able to continue to hear me this entire time. Yeah, I'm listening. And she's the only one that's dropping out. I don't get it. Everything is just real fucking weird. Yeah, it is right weird. I, agree. I don't understand, but I'm just. Oh, you're back. <laughs> All right, what'd you give it? I gotta know. I gave it a nine point five out of ten. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's so so freaking good. I am calling this anime. A cold coffee anime, because you start the episode with a hot cup of coffee in your hands, and then you watch it, and five minutes goes by, and then the episode ends, and you have a cold cup of coffee, and you're thinking, how is it cold? It's only been five minutes, but you're at the end of the episode. There were some of these episodes that did not feel like they were 24 minutes. No. 
at all. Like, by any stretch of the imagination. Like, we... Again, this is the show that kind of brought about anime night on Sundays. Mm. And whenever we would get to the end of Demon Slayer, like there were some of the episodes, I think it was episode six or seven, whenever Tanjiro first started fighting the main demon Mm -hmm. of this arc. Mm -hmm. And by the time that episode was over, or maybe it's episode seven, whichever one where he was having his, you know, issues from not breathing, Mm -hmm. like that just... Ugh. Like, it just sucked the life out of me to where by the time it was done, I was like, that was like two minutes. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, absolutely. And the um, the breathing technique animations, oh, when he blended the sun breathing and water breathing. Oh, it looks so good. So, so good. And the fact that we get to know more about the fact that he has this sun breathing technique and it's the original breathing technique of all of, like, they all came from this technique. Oh, what a twist. What a twist. And that he is the last person to use it and that he didn't. And the fact that the the symbolism of him earning his scars when his father was gifted them. Like, and then when he was at the moment where the scar became like uh, the mark. Oh, I died. So, so do, so you got that point, right? Yeah. Like. As soon as I saw that, I just pretty much fangirled because I'm like, yes, the mark, the manifestation. I love it. Yeah. And like the symbolism of it being like he had to earn it, like he's had to work for it. And then that being the whole thing of like the entire theme of the series of this arc really was like presumptions of of. Um, having been given something, but actually you've earned it because it was the same for him. It was the same for the Hashira. It was the same for um, the demon, the older brother. Like all of them were like earners of what they were doing. And that moment was just like, it was like the entire season, the entire arc wrapped up in like a little tiny little bow of a snippet of a moment that you only get a glimpse of that if you didn't pick up on, then I feel like you would miss like so much extra detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things to where a lot of people will give Demon Slayer shit about mm-hmm. it just being new and all this other stuff, yet it is one of the very, very few shonen where you have to see a character work for everything. Dude's hands are still callous mm-hmm. to hell because he worked for it. We watched him work for it. He has had to earn literally everything. It's not just magical power-ups yeah. and this, that, or the other. Like, no. Tanjiro has literally trained his ass off, been nearly killed many times, and he just... And you get to see him grow and become better, and it's just... Oh, how could you not love it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, another four months went by in the first, like, first episode of this season of him training again with Zenitsu and you know. In <laughs> his name trips me up every single time. <laughs> Inosuke. Inosuke. I know it's Inosuke. I, my mouth just cannot do the thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But we get to see them whole training arc. We get some Nezuko power moments. We get to see her battling with the demon side of her again. Oh, so much good juice is in this show it like, and then yeah and then just that whole final showdown between uzui and yutaro mm. like just oh uh, literal fireworks like that is hands down without a doubt the most beautiful animation i have ever seen in mm-hmm. my entire life every bit of that was so expertly done to where the two key animators that did that my just all of the props go to you because that was two guys that did the key animation on that. 
Uh, and they, just yeah. outstanding work, like just pure, pure outstanding work. Great job. Because that whole bit of that episode was five manga panels in the manga. Yeah. They took five panels and turned it into that. So good. So good. Just well done, you votable. That will not be topped unless you top it. <laughs> One of the things I was trying to tell you at a previous time when I dropped out was that Suma, her voice, I was like, I know her voice from somewhere. And I was thinking Food Wars, and I had like mm-hmm. Hinata in my head from Food Wars. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's not right. It's not right. And I couldn't place her. I couldn't place her. Her voice is Rin from Laidback Camp. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and she also did um, someone from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elf from Goblin Slayer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole time... Oh, no way. Um, And uh, Koga from um, uh, Bunny Girl Senpai. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, very, very, very well. Like, well, I'm just looking through her track record. Lots. So you want a, another little fun fact about our newest upper rank that we got introduced to? Yeah, sure. So Doma, the voice actor that they cast for him, mm-hmm. is the same one that did Light for Death Note. Oh. So timeless voice actor. They brought him in to do Doma. Huh. And, uh, as much as I hate that fucking bastard because of everything that happens later on, uh, I'm... For one, it was great to see him animated. His eyes, just beautiful, like mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 animation on that. Just, uh, I could sit here and go on and on and on about how well done this shit was. Yeah, I think we need to address as well, in, in case I dip out again, the whole Rengoku family situation at the beginning that then travels throughout we are thrust immediately back in to the same scenario that we kind of left off in when we start this arc um of of rengoku the hashira having died and then we see his younger brother again receiving the news and oh my god did i cry and then uh his father being a dick just consistent Uh, yeah like rengoku's dad big old dick just so unbelievably like you get so viscerally angry watching him it's but then like seeing him just break after he hears rengoku's last words yeah like, but it's I... like it's bittersweet you're you're pissed at him but i i think i dropped out but i can't hear me anymore because i can't hear him no no and... you're no? good okay. i got you i'm good okay, i was cool. listening to what you were saying you're good okay, yeah um yeah no like it's you just get so pissed you're just like uh I want to strangle you. You're a horrible person. You're a horrible father. How dare you? You put them through years and years of torment and neglect and and abuse. And then now you're sad? Like, your son is dead. Like, And you've already, like, spat all over his name and further abused your younger son since then. And now you're crying and you're sad about it. And it's like, yes, I feel sad for you because there's sad music and they've made me want to feel sad for you and you, like, lost your wife and everything. But, like, also, you're such a dick. Yeah, like, you can't play Homura over that just to try to invoke a reaction out of us and make us feel sorry for him. That's a dick move. Yeah. Because at this point, pretty much any time you hear Homura now, it's just going to bring tears to your eyes because of the whole Rengoku thing. And then you play it over that dick move. Yeah. Real dick move. Yeah, I know. We're like, we've been like Pavlov conditioned to cry when we hear that. 
And then for them to play it at that moment when you're like, this character fucking sucks. Like, this character is a horrible person. I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Although I did see a TikTok today that, like, broke my heart even more. Mm-hmm. So in Mugen Train, we got to see, like, inside Rengoku's subconscious. Mm-hmm. And even in his dream that the demon like gave him like his ideal dream, he still couldn't see his father's approval. Oh. And that hurt me like on a deep emotional level. Like Rengoku's ideal world where he's spending time with his brother, he still can't get his dad's approval. And that that's fucked up. Mm. That's so sad. <laughs> Yeah, so now now I'm going to go cry in a corner somewhere, because yeah. thinking about that again, I'm tearing up. That that hurts. That's bullshit. That's so sad. Uh, so some news to cheer us up. Oh? Mito from Food Wars has the same voice uh-huh. actor as uh, Makio. Oh, Another sick. one of the wives. Yeah. I'm just checking out the wives now. I'm checking out. I mean, yeah, I definitely was throughout the show, but like, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, so no joke. <laughs> Funny story about that. Mm. The second that we had, um, or the second that we saw the first wife, Makio, on screen, Mm. my friend Ash and I, the second we saw her, we were both like, mommy? At the exact same time. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we have Nikki from Dr. Stone, Stone Wars. It has the same voice actor as um, Hinatsuru. Oh. Um, what else has she done? Out of all of the wives, this one seems to have the least amount of shows that I <gasps> recognize. Just kidding. Tono Oto uh, Tomare Season 2, which is the one with the, the big musical instruments that I can't remember the name of that I've watched that I've been trying to get you to watch but we can't find anywhere. That one. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Fruits Basket. Arisa. Yeah, I don't know. Not as many of the ones that we've actually covered here on the show for her. Keijo. No way. ISA. It's from Keijo. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, sorry. Back to back to news. I'm getting wrapped up in the voice actors now. The voice actors were so good. Oh yeah, the voice acting on this was incredible. Mm. Like, hats off to all of them. Like, everyone played their part beautifully. Like, Anosuke and Zenitsu were absolutely splendid. Uzui and Gyotaro during episode 10 with all that shouting, I hope they took all the fucking cough drops after that, because they probably needed it. Tanjiro did great. The amount of crying that took place throughout this season, I'm like, your throat must be dead. I'm going to say that Zenitsu, when he's asleep, is... I mean, I've said this before in our previous Demon Slayer recording, but Zenitsu asleep, oh my god, amazing. So good, so powerful. I honestly wouldn't mind if he was asleep just for the rest of the show. <laughs> like, his comedic bits to me are nowhere near as entertaining as his action bits, but I also feel like it might be one of those circumstances of, like, Christmas, you know, where if you have, like, Christmas every day, then it's no longer, like, he doesn't feel special anymore. So I kind of feel like, oh, uh, maybe Zenitsu shouldn't be exposed to being asleep all the time or unconscious and fighting but when he is oh my god so incredibly amazing his thunder breathing i love i love inosuke his beast breathing on it i thought he died i thought he died 
Same. I thought Inosuke died. I mean, again, read the manga, but still, it left you on that hanger. And he was impaled. Like, imp- like that wasn't- I mean, there have been some, um, some, like, how the fuck did he still live circumstances throughout this show, but I feel like that one takes the cake. There was a scythe protruding through his chest after being implanted through his back in the place where his heart is. But no- don't worry about him. He can rearrange his internal organs at will. Like, bleh. sometimes I think that they explain stuff away, like, too easily, you know? But because Demon Slayer has this level of comedy running throughout the show from the very first episode all the way through to now, there's been this level of comedy. You see that in the super strong mice, in the the, the facial animation changes whenever, like, somebody says something wrong or, or whatever. You know, there are these jokes throughout they can kind of get away with these really dumb explanations for things that other shows couldn't. I feel like if we saw this kind of explanation in even, like, My Hero Academia, you would be left wondering what the fuck's going on, you know? Why are they explaining it away with just this one trope that hasn't really been seen before and they're just all of a sudden, oh no, it's chill, he can rearrange his organs. But because of this level of comedy throughout, it is, like, more malleable that way. Yeah, like, it's definitely something that only Demon Slayer can get away with. It's extremely palatable in the way that they present it. Because if that happened to to anybody else other than Inosuke, I'd have been like, okay, yeah, that's some anime plot armor bullshit. (laughs) But no, the fact that it was Inosuke, I was like, I will allow it. Just like how he's like, no, poison can't hurt me. I lived in the mountains. Lies. That man almost died (laughs) thanks to the poison. Yeah. And Uh, then fucking Nezuko. Nezuko was an absolute treat mm. in this. Like, her involvement in all of this was just spectacular. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get moments throughout this this season of thinking, oh, is Nezuko going to appear? And then she appears and then she disappears, like, a couple episodes later. You're going, oh, okay, that's it for the rest of the season. Oh, just kidding. She's here at the end. You know, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, because I feel like Nezuko is one of those characters that people look out for. She's become kind of the community's little sister, I feel like. I mean, yeah, pretty much. And I will go ahead and say her involvement from the next season onwards is going to ramp up a lot. But also her involvement with how, if I were Euphotable, I would end season three. Mm. Oh, I would, if it were up to me... And again, this is why I'm glad things aren't left up to me. Like, you give me too much power running this. But if that were up to me, I would piss off an entire fucking fan base. Yeah. Like, quite literally, because there's a bit coming up, and, oh, I would piss off an entire fan base by ending the entire season at that point. Yeah, uh, I would mean... would be so upset. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? I don't know what you're going on about, but sure. I read it. I mean, unless you've read the manga, no one knows what I'm going on about. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, whenever we see that point, because season three has already been announced, that's pretty much like my big plot point for the news for today, is mm. season three has already been announced. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, it just, ugh, like we're we're in for a very spectacular treat with the next season. That's all I can say. I cannot. The This upcoming season is the season that I most look forward to being animated. 
just because of the amount of shit that's about to go on. I'm very excited for where things are going to go. Ufotable just continues to outdo themselves, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this one. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Uh, What was in the beginning? What did I miss in the beginning? Oh, we had some recovery time in the beginning. We had some chasing from Sword Guy. We had... That was great. I loved that. (laughs) That was very funny. The sad moment with family. Then we had training. Then we had... Yeah, the biggest thing for me, the biggest standout moments in the season for me is really just Tanjiro combining and figuring out more about his sun breathing technique and combining that with the water breathing technique and using those in tandem with each other and recognizing that the that that's how more breathing techniques were developed was originally from the sun breathing technique and then manipulating them to suit your body better. And And then also the way that he's learned to manipulate his body to be able to use those techniques better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Increasing his his physical temperature was another thing where it was like, cool, that's freaking cool. Um, Him acknowledging the fact that he hasn't mastered the dance that his father had shown him, um, I thought was was really cool because that is just blatantly saying that he has a lot of room for the future. We also get to see... Um, the Demon Slayer Corp master dude, Scarface, recognizing him and uh, quite a few people actually recognizing him throughout the series as someone who is looking towards becoming a Hashira in the near future. Like, I feel like last season it was kind of in the far future thing, but this season it's feeling like it's more in the near future, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Also seeing Inosuke and Zenitsu on his same level, like they've been training with him consistently throughout and seeing them i mean obviously he's going to be the strongest of the trio because he has the original breathing technique and that's like the whole shit is that that's the strongest but like seeing the two of them still being able to hold their own next to him and him not like elevating far beyond them um is really cool i enjoy that nezuko having a demon battle that was really cool the whole red light district thing. the whole mystery of it was kind of fun i liked the mystery aspect i liked the fact that they had to do investigation i feel like with the the train arc it was less in investigate i mean there was no investigate but it was less in- you know what i mean this felt more like a oh there's a mystery you know Oh, yeah. Which I enjoyed. Definitely left you guessing for a lot of it. And even with the whole Daki Gyutaro uh, mm. thing, like that left you guessing for a lot of it, too. Because with Daki being beheaded, and then it's like, oh, shit, something's not right. And then, boom, Big Brother comes out, and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we done fucked up. Yeah, well, because you're first watching that that fight with uh, Tanjiro and and Daki when they're when Tanjiro is like on the same level as her, like he's he's doing well, and you're watching that and you're thinking, yeah, but it's only been four months, and like like he, he she's up a six, like this was you like I was looking down in the comments as well, and people were like, I don't quite get the the power level parallel here. This feels too easy, and that's because it was too easy, and. Yeah, I feel like for a moment there, viewers were wondering whether or not, like, we're going to get one of those anime jumps of, like, and he's all of a sudden powered up. But no, we didn't, and it was really cool, and it was well done. Mm-hmm. And the layer after layer of stripping back of more and more demon strength was really good. And then the sibling relationship at the end was also very heartfelt. They do a very good job of making you empathize for villains throughout this show. Yeah, that's one thing they do extremely well, is they make you detest 
the demons that are in this. And then by the time it's all said and done, like I was about ready to cry. Yeah. With all that, like with them freezing together in the snow. And then the, I love clever callbacks to stuff or like clever foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Like whenever Nezuko's blood was burning Docky and like how she was pretty much having a panic attack over it. And then you see why. And it's like, oh, oh no, my heart. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just really good shit. Good soup. Good soup. Good soup. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, I just thought that the the use of, of weapons throughout the show is also very interesting. I like the fact that we get some non-traditional weapons. I mean, obviously you have your sights, your swords, that kind of stuff. But the fact that an obi was like Ducky's main weapon was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Uh, there's some other unique things coming up that I'm excited for you to see. I think it's uh, upper rank five mm -hmm. and the way like their abilities coming up. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for you to see because that was that wasn't in it's incredibly unique. Yeah, and the the sickles for blood being like sickle cell like those are blood cells, sickle cells, and the fact that they're actual sick like that mm -hmm. was very clever. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was cool. And I'm gonna say something else as well, but it's gone. Oh, the wisteria poison that being continued through. I I like the fact mm -hmm. that that is an established plot line that is. Not just something that's like used when convenient. It's something that's like a mm -hmm. staple throughout. Yeah, I like how it's a thing too, to where they brought up the fact where it's like, oh, the kunai can paralyze like a normal demon for half a day, and even a lower moon, like it can immobilize them long enough to cut their head off. Yeah. And yet nobody was prepared for what it would do to an upper moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just on the Wikipedia and the fact that it says um that he's joined by Inosuke, he reveals he moved his internal organs when he was stabbed, enabling the sickle cell to miss his heart the sickle to miss his heart. That's so funny. It's just, just funny. Just Inosuke at its best. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he just dislocated his entire body and wormed through a freaking <laughs> pathway. I love that. Did I send you the TikTok of Inosuke being Australian? I think you did. Oh I'll have my to check. god, that was oh, it's just brilliant. That whole bit was brilliant. Zenitsu getting pissed at the fact that Uzui has three wives, and then like how quickly he picked up the fucking whatever it was, and like just being pissed off and just strumming to hell on it. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> that was gold. Also, the fact that Tanjiro was immediately taken whenever he was quote unquote sold into the entertainment district. Anosuke, they were like, ah, we'll fix him up. It'll be fine. And then fucking Zenitsu, like, he couldn't even give him away. Like, he pretty much had to beg for him to be taken <laughs> Just the fact, the fact that we got so much Inosuke without his mask on this season. I mean, true. Yeah, that was pretty much fan service for everyone Yeah, as well. we want to see them eyes, which was very funny. Uh, what else was there that was great? Yeah, I, I mean... I'm I'm just thinking I keep thinking about the wives again, but I'm like I'm all for polyamory. Like they were polygamy though, so they were all married to him, but they weren't married to each other. But I'm assuming that they were I'm gonna say that they're polyamorous. They all like each other. It's a bisexual fan fun time. It's great. <laughs> and I think I'm gone. I think I've disconnected from Brad. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't there's nothing else that I can think of that I, I wanted to cover. Oh! Um uh, when Tanjiro gets stabbed through the bottom of his jaw, did that... Did, have you seen um, Hot Fuzz? Uh, maybe. Okay. I have, but I don't recall whatever you're trying okay. to reference here. I'm going to see if I can find a gif of it and send it to you. 
And can we talk about how Uzui and Anosuke are on the same levels of stupid? Yes. Like, with how... And also, how much Uzui and the Muscle Mice rubbed off on Inosuke. Like, that tickles me to no end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that that just tickles me <laughs> to no end. But I do love how Inosuke finally got his... Or, like, finally got somebody else that's on his same level of crazy to where it's just that nice little nice little kind of bonding moment-esque in a way. Also, the serpent Hashira and how he's, like, finally starting to acknowledge Tanjiro. Yes! That was a nice little... Oh, God. You with me? Oh, Do you yep. remember? Yep. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no. Don't want that anymore. <laughs> Timmy Icky. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, no. Okay. Don't worry, I'll, okay. spam, I'll spam anime gifs. Okay. Um. Uh, are you good to go for the rest of this? Yep. Yep. Okay. You know, at this point, I would almost just chuck on a spoiler warning at some point and be like, all right, here's the... Yeah. I'll figure out a way to make it hilarious. Sounds sure, good. why not? I'll yeah. figure something out. Okay. So what do you give it? I gave it a 9.5. What about you? Uh, 10. 10? Like, I I hate to be the most overly optimistic one, as is per usual, but this just genuinely ticked every single box for me. Pretty much the same as Komi. Like, it adapted the manga beautifully. Mm. It just built upon the story that was already there. It brought us closer to a lot of characters, and it just, anytime I feel genuine emotion over a show just brings me pure joy. Mm -hmm. And they set up things beautifully. They left just enough, because those that don't know about the Demon Slayer mark are going to be very confused as to what the hell happened to Tanjiro's scar during that bit. Mm -hmm. And just, oh, oh my god, I can't. I can't wait for what's to come. And also for the fact that because of how the show ended, the foreshadowing of what they kind of set up with the fact that an upper moon hadn't been killed in over a century. Mm-hmm. Like just the foreshadowing that that leaves going forward is absolutely brilliant. And I could not have asked for a better season. I could not have asked for better animation. The OP and ED were absolutely fabulous. It ticked every single box that i could have possibly have hoped for so yeah just genuine genuine 10 out of 10 from me i would give it higher but that would break the scale we don't we don't do that here no but um uh one thing we forgot to talk about was the memories of what's her face that weren't her memories oh Doki getting muzan's memories and like how she felt muzan's fear whenever it's most likely tanjiro's father in those memories nope no? I will leave you on that <gasps> cliffhanger. Nope. But Okay, but it's somebody who has the sun breathing technique with the scar on their face. So, no, I'm leaving. I'm okay. going to leave that entirely up to you. I'm going to tell you that's, no, because okay. I feel like telling you no is going to leave you guessing a lot more. Even and more. that's hilarious okay. to me. But at least, but, okay, yeah. I, I, I'm fairly confident that it's somebody with the sun breathing technique because of the scar on the face. And I think the earrings were there, but I can't remember. Either way, that is a whole plot section that I'm so excited for them to reveal. I'm. Does that get revealed in the next season? I'm sitting here racking my brain of everything, of like where things take place in the manga. So for those that are curious, season two takes place between volume seven and I think 13 mm-hmm. of the 
Da, 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 da. Nope, I'm sorry. 7 and 11 of the manga. So, yeah, there we... That's kind of where that takes place as far as the timeline. So if you're curious about reading further into the future and want to know more, but also it's not the same because you don't get to see Ufotable's beautiful animation, you can check out, like, volumes 12 plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, outro bit? Outro bit. All right. So, um, Blue, she have the Instagram and the Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. She also on TikTok at Blue Lavender. And she also has a YouTube channel at Blue Lavender. Yeah. Brad, he does the things on Brad Carter Gaming, Twitch and Instagram most prominently. But you can find him on others too. And then the podcast is at BNB Anime. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a YouTube. We have a website at www.bnbanime.com. We have fun stuff on all of them. So go check the things out. Yeah, That was an order, not a request. That is most definitely an order. Also, while we're sitting here giving orders, whatever platform you're listening to us on, you should totally hit that, you know, like button, subscribe button, follow button, whatever the fuck button. Yeah, the listen to the things <laughs> button. And yeah. um, also we have uh, DMs that are open for you to send messages to of being like, hey, you should cover this anime or hey. I uh, I disagree with your opinion, and we want to know whatever you guys think, because we've said it before and we will say it again. We have no actual qualifications in any of the shit that we do. We are just two idiots who like anime. So your opinions could differ greatly from ours, and we want to know what those are, because uh, we're curious, basically. We're nosy, so... <laughs> Yeah, and also we need more people to sit and chat with anime about because I'm sure my girlfriend is sick of listening to me talk about anime. Yeah. Non-stop. Yeah. So yeah, give us more people to chit-chat with. And also, yeah, like she said, suggest the things. I'm more than happy to move the schedule around. Pretty much everything past Attack on Titan at this point is fair game. Yeah. Because we've got we've got a lot of Attack on Titan coming up. Yes. So but yeah, outside of that, that's that's pretty much us. Speaking of, while I'm sitting here thinking about this, what the fuck do we have next week? Oh, God. I'm not prepared. Uh, Toradora. Is it Toradora? Toradora. Uh, but I feel like romance. No, never mind. I didn't have to move anything. Nice. So, yeah, Toradora, which means. Something else? I don't know. We might, we might switch it up. You'll see. But we'll, we'll figure it out. So expect something that we haven't covered up to this point that got pushed on the back burner or Toradora, depending on, you know, how much time blue has because i think torador is 25 episodes mm. but it's it is true like full-on rom-com it's not like gamers or that other show that we were supposed to record but didn't that's like more uh calm than rom mm. Toradora is like full-on rom-com but it's great it's brilliant it's a good show but yeah yes. whatever we cover next week that's what we're going to be covering but outside of that thank you all so much for listening we'll catch y'all next time Bye-bye. bye bye bye